Welcome back to the Golf Life Faith Podcast. My name is Jace Barber. I'm one of your hosts. I have my co-host, or he's really the main host, but you know, we just go back and forth. Toby Ragland. Toby, how's it going? <laughs> you've you've come home from Kansas. You're not in Kansas anymore. Where are you? I'm back home in Jacksonville, Florida. It's good to be home. It was a it's long uh travel back, uh, but good to be home. Yeah. He probably has some weather to 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 fight with on the way back. Um, yeah, there was some massive thunderstorms in the southeast. Mm, yeah, I was supposed to get lunch with the coach, and his flight got canceled going home. So that you know, changed everything for my day yesterday. So hmm. today, lunch though, our, turned to dinner. Oh, there's our guest. Wow, he just jumped in. Look at that. Our guest today on the podcast. This is a CGF staff highlight, and our guest is none other than Dragon Majors, who is in Dallas, Texas, played golf at. Uh, SMU, Southern Methodist University. Is that correct? I don't even know. Yep, that's um, it. That was amazing. <laughs> home of, amazing. Uh, home of, uh, didn't they have some sort of like football thing where they're suspended this is, forever? This is, and uh, this is going to be good. Wow. Bryson yeah, DeChambeau, lots going on. Yeah. There's so many other accolades that we could have talked about. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, those are the ones <laughs> that came into my head. <laughs> Dragon, uh, thanks for being yeah. on. You're a legend. You've yeah. been with CGF for how many years now? Uh, that's a great question. Somebody asked that the other day. I think I just finished my 11th year with College Golf Fellowship. 12. Wow. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I've just started 12, which is really, really fun. Wow. So give us a little, just a, a quick overview, you, current life situation, yeah. family, you know, paint a little picture. Yeah. The majors. So um, as Jay said, what's up, everybody? As Jay said, uh, uh, my name is Reagan Majors college golf fellowship in dallas so i live about 30 minutes dallas is a huge place i live about 30 minutes north of downtown in um, kind of south plano moved to dallas in 2018 from oklahoma i'm originally from oklahoma did cgf in oklahoma started started doing cgf in oklahoma um moved back to dallas in 2018 uh, was dating my now wife long distance she's from nashville Moved her to, to Nashville right in the middle of COVID, which is the best time to move anybody. And um, we got married. We got married 2021, uh, June 12th of 2021. So we actually just celebrated our two year, which is really fun. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And um, let's see, just shy of three months ago, we had our first child, a little baby girl named mm. Collins. Collins Elizabeth Majors, and she is such a delight and uh, a total radical change of both of us as individuals and uh, mm. and our marriage, but just just the best one. So praise, um, a, a, yeah. And actually, today is actually my first day, my first night, um, my first night away from uh, from home base. Wow. So huge, wow, monumentous, yeah. No. So you're yeah. going to get a little bit more sleep tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I I definitely got some, um, you know, I'm sleeping with a, a friend here. Um, we're working the Texas Stadium, and he turned on the noise machine, right, I mean, right in the last two minutes of before we go to sleep. And I'm like, do you have to? Do you got to? <laughs> can, can we just pretend that we're going to be fine without it? <laughs> So who's your roommate for the week? Uh, my wife so and Travis, I, my wife and I, Leah, we, we cannot sleep without a sound machine now. 
So, you know, I think Gosh, that'll transition as, as baby gets a little bit older. <laughs> I love turning that thing off. It's like, oh, <laughs> um, I am with uh, Travis Wolf, and I think there's like five or six other guys here at the house that um, are all either playing or caddying in the uh, Texas State Am. Just uh, they just on the north side of Houston. So Very awesome. Cool. Sounds like yeah. a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, going back to what you said, though, about having a baby and stuff and, you know, how it, it changes you. You know, when you get married, you realize, man, I'm selfish, you know, but then you mm-hmm. work through it with your spouse and they can give, you can give, there's give and receive. And you're like, oh, I'm kind of selfish, but I can still kind of mask it. And then you have a child. Oh, my gosh. And you yeah. realize, wow, I'm unbelievably <laughs> selfish. And yeah, this yeah. baby can give me nothing other than some poop on the hand and some cries and a, mm. and a lot of joy, but there's yeah. a lot of it's just service. And it's yeah. a, it is a fun, sanctifying time of life. Isn't so. it? It is so cool. It's wild. You know, I, William Kane actually the other day told me, he goes, he goes, man, you know, the first, the first six months, first year are, are strange. It's like, mm. it's like you're, you know, your rhythm of life drastically changes. It's like you've never been on a treadmill or you've never ran. And all of a sudden you, you get on a treadmill for the first time and the speed is like at six and a half. And he's like, you go from, you basically go from one to six and a half in an instant. And, uh, and he just encouraged 20 me. And like, then hey. you're falling off and you say, yeah, Lord, put like, me back on. Like, <laughs> you know, and he's, he's got four kids now. And, and, uh, and I was like, well, golly, what, what speed do you go at? And he's, He's like, you know, each one you're already kind of in the rhythm. So I was, I was encouraged by that. The conversation started from a, from a standpoint of me going, oh my gosh, what if we have multiple kids? I'm not sure if I can run that fast, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an incremental six, six and a half point um, speed increase, which praise God, he'd be at 24, which is, I feel like very quick. Very quick. Toby would as well. Yeah, yeah, it's wow, I mean, that's right. Toby and yeah, William we, are in very similar boats of similar treads. Right. Yeah, yeah, we have four, yeah. and our youngest just turned three in May. And I feel like going from no kids to one is very difficult. It's a huge jump. Mm. And going to three to four, it was like, oh, it's another kid. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Right. Maybe Get like another car seat. Maybe like 6.8 on the <laughs> miles per hour. Yeah, there you on go. The treadmill. But it, it really has been super sweet. I mean, even this morning, FaceTime and seeing little baby just stretch and mm. laugh and play as mom goes and grabs her. It's it's um, it's kind of a, a feeling like like no other for sure. Mm. So, so now, very fortunate. Now that we've got you know Dragon Majors as a dad, and even you know Father's Day coming up here in a few days, um. Let's get to know Dragon Majors, the uh, the college golfer. What was what were some fun stories from college, or just what was that experience like for you? Um, you know, not to be too crazy, I would say a huge disappointment is probably the first thing that comes to mind. Um, yeah, I was I, I was a, a kid that grew up in a small town in Oklahoma, and you know, if you shot even par under par in high school tournaments, it was like, Oh, who is this guy? And, um, you know, did everything right and played good golf in high school. And so I just think myself and 
a lot of the community kind of, you know, one, I've got a super strange name, which has been such to my advantage. Um, but yeah, so I came into college just thinking, man, I am, you know, SMU is thankful they've got me. <laughs> and I mean, you know, as you can tell from that extremely humble kid coming in, um, I think one of the things, one of the things that I laugh at the most as my friends love to continually remind me that I think in the first week I was so excited to be at college. And then I wanted to everybody to know that, you know, I played, I played golf in college that I sat in the South quad. This is so great. I wish, I wish we would have had a picture of this, but I was in the South quad golf shoes on and tied. This is on campus golf shoes on and tied glove on my hand you know, and basically putting the vibes out in the middle of the South quad with my SMU golf bag. Uh, um, and I just, you know, I'm like five, I was probably like, I think it was like five, five, 150 pounds and, um, just oh a total tar, just a total, a total jerk. Um, <laughs> the glove but anyway, so college moment. I, Oh my gosh, man. College. I was, I was just, uh, I felt like I college golf. I felt like I grinded for, um, four years with really no reprieve. I was the constant four to six guy every year, which, you know, to all you guys listening out there is a, it's an extremely challenging place to be. Um, so I was always over a six footer for par at some point that was just like life or death. And, um, yeah, some of those, some of those times I made and a lot of those times I didn't just moved on and sulked, but college was, was some really, I, I really had some great times. I had some great memories. I made, I made some, some good friends in college. I wouldn't say great friends by any means. Um, definitely got some great experiences, loved, you know, loved being able to play and in, in a bunch of our tournaments, um, you know, met met some it's pretty funny how many how many cgf connections you meet when you travel um just up and down the range i think i would say that was some of my favorite parts was was very involved with brad Payne was gracious enough to to see us weekly at smu um i think he took my lunch money every wednesday at smu playing i thought who is this who is this guy you know who's this old man coming and talking smack to us on the driving range Oh wait, I never beat him in four years. Never. And he made sure that I knew that every week. <laughs> um, I think that was one of the, I think that was one of the great, uh, I think that was one of the great things that the Lord used to just captivate my heart by my senior year. Um, but yeah, I never beat Brad when I was in college. So wow. I got very used to losing. I got very used to getting beat while I was in college. Praise, praise the Lord. <laughs> And now it's on the pickleball court against Brad Payne. Gosh. Hate that you brought that up, but it is. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't understand how it could be that good. Oh man. I so, love, I love getting Brad on the pickleball court. You know, they're like so good. But what I, what I will tell you, and I'm glad this is on air and recording. Brad <laughs> will tell you that he's probably played 10 times now. <laughs> I've only played ten times, and I'm this good. Could you could you imagine? I'm like Brad, what? 
if you count every if you count every like 20th hour you've played sure maybe i'll i could go for I that i think what he means is like 10 times as many times as anyone else cur, cur, yeah maybe that <laughs> maybe, maybe that i've played 10 yeah. times oh yeah. man yeah That's... the only way to beat brad playing pickleball is make sure it's partly cloud cloudy so it yeah, you know, the, the transition lenses kind of mess <laughs> with his optics. That's the only chance you've got. Oh man! Sorry, Brad. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So, uh, give us just a little. So you said the you know, you played golf with Brad. Brad kind of came around. Um, yeah. Give us just like a little bit of a dip into background of your faith walk, and you know what part Brad paid and played in that, um, and CDF yeah. and whatnot, just kind of. Yeah. Dip or toes in that. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I grew up in the Bible belt. I grew up in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we went to church. Uh, we were always dressed in our golf clothes and backed into the church parking lot, ready to, you know, make the tea time after, after church. And, um, so I'm super grateful that my parents at least put me in an environment to, to learn. Um, I, I just, I just never had really a, a desire. I always, I always thought that God was a cosmic police officer. And, um, I had figured I had thought that from a young age. I, I don't know if there was, I assume there was pretty good theology at our church. Um, since I've heard currently, but, um, I think there was decent theology just for whatever reason, that's what I, that was my picture of God was a cosmic police officer. So I tried to do all the right things and the wrong things I just masked and manipulated in front of the, the scene in front of me. So when I get to college, you know, the, um, in high school, high school, the necessary mask looks like one thing in college, the, uh, the mask looks like another, you know, and really and truly the mask is kind of off. Um, until you got around C, you know, CGF folks. So I, I just lived this very, um, I just lived this very flexible life, I guess you would say to where, you know, my time with friends and on the team looked very different than my friend, my time with Brad Payne. And, um, he, he just became a, a, a dear friend, I would say, uh, you know, we there we did have a consistent Bible study, which I attended. I loved um, getting food provided pretty regularly, which was amazing, and um, just enjoyed kind of the break away from college to go to another guy's house. But you know, I was coming into college. I was never really, I was never formally trained or really had no discipleship, and so my thoughts of God were were what I pictured God and. And I just think my my story is this gradual kind of grabbing of my heart to where Brad did uh, Brad just did a wonderful job. Well, Brad and and really a lot of the other staff from retreats. Brad just did a wonderful job of just always including me or always seeking me out, and he became a dear friend. and And I knew, you know, I my life was like a death grip. I mean. I was holding on so tight in academics and, you know, on the golf course relationships to like manipulate and make those fit into this neat little box that I thought that they should fit in. And truth be told the, you know, as it got closer and closer to my senior year, all of those things started to get to the edges of the edges of the box until 
you know, the box kind of like blew up and I just couldn't hold on. And, um, really and truly by God's grace, when I felt the inability to, to, um, hold on, I just was, I, I just had the, I had the great privilege of being able to call a trusted friend in Brad Payne. And, um, I just said, Hey, like your, your life looks so much different than mine. And it is at peace and it is, you laugh way more than I do. You play way more than I do. You are free. You have this thing called peace. Um, and I want what you have. And he just began to, he just began to, to walk me through God's word more for more closely. And, um, I, I mean, I, I think one of the places that I still reflect on is, John ten ten. I have come to give you life and life abundantly. And I went, you know, for anybody that I've, you know, any, anybody that I've, I've hung around, I just have this, I have this yearning. It's, it's sometimes a blessing and sometimes a curse, but I just have this yearning to have fun. Like, let's be entertained. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, if we're having fun, how can we have more fun? If we're, if we're not having fun, how can we have fun? So that was just some of my, that was some of my life. And, and I just watched, I just watched Brad live a very joyful life. And, and I want, I went, come on, teach me some of that. And he just showed me God's word and he showed me what the abundant life was in Christ. And I went, dude, I'm, I'm in. And, um, and so it was a real privilege. It was a real privilege really to, um, experience I, somebody didn't have to tell me I was, I was a sinner in need of God's grace. I knew that I didn't match up to the, the level of holiness required from a, a holy, perfect sovereign God. I knew I needed it. And, um, so by God's grace, I repented of my sin about my senior, late senior year of college. And, um, and then was really, formally discipled and trained by Brad, other CGF staff. And then um, there was a great, great group of guys. Uh, there was a great, great group of guys in, in Dallas at the time before I moved to Oklahoma. Um, they just loved me, cared for me. And we laughed hard and we learned a lot about God's word. And it was, it was really fun. Um, and really that's kind of been, honestly, that's kind of been the trajectory of the rest of my life. I mean, up to this point, I mean, I've, I've been college golf fellowship for, what did I say? 12 years, 11 years. Um, man, I mean, it is such, it is such a privilege to be able to, to, you know, get in front of, get in front of a, a college guy just like me and, and say, Hey, come on, come with me. Or, you know, let me, by God's word, let me help redefine what you think about God because I promise he's not that. Mm. And, so, um, I love, I mean, I think Brad says often, if that is what God is, I wouldn't want to be a part of it either. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And, um, it's just really grateful to learn about the authentic Jesus. Mm. I think that some of the best ways to, I think it's some of the best ways to, to champion college golf fellowship is just, Hey, you know, be humble enough to, 
If you know Christ, man, keep walking with him. Let us help you do that. If you don't, um, you know, let us, let us, let us at least present the authentic God. Cause there's a, there's a real possibility that you probably don't know the authentic Christ. Yeah. You just, I've heard this, I've heard that. They say this, yeah. they say that. What yeah. Is, so good. God's word say? Yeah. yeah. And especially how, uh, you just talked about, um, you seeing God as this cosmic police officer. And then you got face to face with the actual Jesus who's revealed in scripture. And then I wanted to ask you kind of a follow-up. Um, so if, you know, if I'm a, a college golfer, that's just kind of figuring out what this means to get to know who Jesus is. And you talk about discipleship. What did discipleship look like for you in college with Brad? Um, you've alluded to it really well. Give us a kind of more of a picture of what that discipleship looked like. Yeah. Um, you know, I, in, in my, in my experience and, and I, my, my personal experience of discipleship, but I was, I was really fortunate to be, um, physical proximity with, with Brad. Um, um, and, and so therefore there was just like, we went through, I think we went through foundations. And, um, so there was some formal training on God's word of going, Hey, who is, who is God? What does he expect? Um, who is man? And then what's the, so there's a disconnect there. Well, what's, what's the disconnect and teaching about Jesus. And then as that, as that becomes, is that becomes something that we're talking apples to apples on then really discipleship begins to bloom in gosh, every corner of life. I mean, I, I still, I would still say he's, he's discipling me. He's mentoring me in a lot of ways. I mean, he's one of my, he's still to this day, one of my first phone calls of just, Hey, help me understand X or Hey, how do I think through this? Um, but in a, in a, in a, in an easy way to attempt to answer that question, discipleship looks like walking with someone, grabbing someone who's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not talking about somebody who's, you know, light years of maturity in front of you. It can be somebody who's one step in front of you and just going, Hey, what, what does this look like? Tell me about Jesus. Tell me about, um, tell me about life and, and the Christian life, you know, um, go, you know, look to someone, you go, man, you really do do that really well. I, I want to be like that. And so I think discipleship can look a lot, look, a, you know, like a lot of things. It's not just teaching. Um, it's not just instruction. I think there's a large part of a, a relational piece to discipleship that sometimes we can, you know, skip over too quickly. Um, yeah. You think that, did that answer that? Okay. Yeah, really well. Um, I okay. think okay. one thing you said that really stuck out to me was that it goes to every corner of life. And so even as we joke about um, pickleball, like even that, like the joy of that and having fun and laughing a lot yeah. is a part of discipleship. And, and that's what I've, yeah. you know, I've learned a lot um, being around yeah. other CGF staff guys and CGF retreats. It's just that joy that comes from enjoying the good things God's given us. Um, and being yeah. thankful for those. Yeah. 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 Toby, it actually, you're making me think of this. I, I, uh, just in experientially, uh, 
you know, we played, we did, Brad and I were playing pickleball. I think we were with our staff, but I can't remember. And uh, we were reading the book, um, Living Life Backwards. So it's kind of an in-depth study on um, the book of Ecclesiastes. And it was, it was just talking about like a heart of gratitude and um, just understanding that, understanding the gift at which is right in front of me and, uh, and attempting to see that. And so we played and we laughed and we laughed and some of us cried, um, you know, good banter as we always do. But then as we finished up and we got back into the car to leave, I I, I really do. And I I remember Brad going, man, that was so fun. Mm. You know, and he, and he, and it was kind of weird and morbid, but also awesome. Cause he goes, we won't always be able to do that. And that was amazing. Yep. And I just, I just walked away and I was like, dude, that is, that is my Bible. That is Ecclesiastes in motion. Cause I, I just, I just saw a guy that, that understood his, you know, finiteness, but yet had incredible gratitude in the midst. And I went, that just taught me about God's word right there. Thank you. And that's, um, and that's just proximity and discipleship yeah. like you alluded to. Yeah. That wasn't a teaching yeah. time. That wasn't, you know, intentional discipleship. That was just hit Brad showing gratitude from what he was sp- feeling from the Holy Spirit in that moment. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So let's, yeah, uh, really fun. let's transition from, I mean, you've spent a good bit of time on, you that discipleship portion of you being discipled by CGF. How, what, what did it look like when you came on staff with CGF? Like what was that timetable, you know, after you, that, that college scene? Um, and what did that look like? Well, to be honest with you, they were, uh, they probably took a chance on me. It, um, (laughs) it was pretty early. Um, Desperate times, no. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I, I think what's crazy now is I thought about this the other day. I am the, you know, um, I'm the sixth hire. Well, I'm not the sixth hire, but I'm the, I guess the. Out of the guys five that are on staff. Out of the guys that are on staff, yeah. I'm the sixth hire. Um, <laughs> Corky, Marcus, Dragon. <laughs> Dragon, who? <laughs> um, yeah, so. So let's see, I graduated 2010, really become a believer in Christ about, um, right, right about in grad graduation. And then I, I move, I think there's about six months, six to eight months later until I move, uh, up to Oklahoma city to go work for an oil and gas company called Chesapeake energy. My brother was playing golf at OSU at the time. His name's Karsten. He's also on staff. And, uh, so he was at OSU and then I had some friends at OU and then I knew the coach at university of central Oklahoma. So I just, um, I, uh, I had a great passion. Uh, um, I had a, I had a great passion to, to just, like I said, teach, teach the authentic Jesus. Um, so I would go, I'd see Mike McGraw at OSU one of the nights of the week. And then I would see Ryan Hibble, um, another night of the week. And then, um, and then as time got on, I, I started doing the same with university central Oklahoma. And I think Brad called me about a year into my job, about a year into my job at Chesapeake and said, Hey, would you want to do this full time? And I said, no. And, um, and he just said, well, think about it. And so 
thought about it for kind of a short period of time. And it was actually really cool. My dad one day, uh, my dad one day goes, Hey, you've got an opportunity to, uh, to do something you love. You'd be a fool not to do it. And I went, man, thank you, God. What a confirmation to go and, and head into college golf fellowship. Um, and so it was, my, it was my privilege from 2012, I think June of 2012 to, um, basically August of 2018 to do college golf fellowship and really like kind of set up a lot of college golf fellowship in, uh, in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. You think that, did that answer that? Okay. Yeah. Really well. Um, yeah. so Dragon, that was a great, you know, just kind of overview of what the Lord's done in your heart. It was kind of cool to see the full picture because I know a lot about your ministry and you know what you've meant to CGF, but like kind of hearing back and a little bit more in depth. That's that's so fun and so cool just to see the faithfulness of God, to see the incredible sanctification and growth that you've experienced mm-hmm. since say freshman year to now. And the fact that you you get to sit down with guys yeah. and do the same thing now, like I, yeah. I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about Nuts. what Rosson was doing with me, and what I get to do now, um, and I had nothing to do with it, you know. Yeah. Like what God has done in our lives is just shocking. Praise God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe give just give some final thoughts. Like if you're talking to a college golfer right now, mm-hmm. and you would say, yeah. and you would go back, or you're talking to yourself as a freshman or sophomore. And you're going to go back and say, Hey, like, here's some, here's some practical things that maybe you can do yeah. in your life. Yeah, what would that be? Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is you don't have to death grip life. Mm. Like why life wasn't intended to be something that you, uh, life, life wasn't intended to be something that you just are, are attempting to manipulate at every turn in order to win respect and approval from your peers or even yourself. Um, you know, life doesn't have to be lived like that. And there is there, the good stuff, there is the good stuff on the shelf. Encourage, encourage you to come find it, come look for it, ask somebody about it. Hey, can life be better than this? You know, what a great question that could be. Am I living to my fullest? Gosh, you know, so good. I mean, we could talk about that. We could talk about that for days. That is so Yeah. Couldn't we? Couldn't we? And really and truly for all those other guys, like we've had such a, we've had such a a close proximity with PGA tour players, just getting to that place in life that, you know, money and fame, that doesn't, that doesn't all, you know, that doesn't satisfy in the full ways. And some of those guys are the most unhappy people that you'll meet. Mm. Yep. That's good. Toby, any last thoughts before we get into some rapid fire, some, no, I just I'm always encouraged hanging out with you, Dragon. Just mm. the amount of joy that you you have in hanging out with people, mm. um, and I've been able to you know experience that joy with you, and then also see you cry with people and really faithfully mm. walk alongside um, other people. So um, anytime I meet a college golfer or pro golfer that's you know remotely around your area, they know you, and that's always encouraging. But I've got a something that I thought about um, just to share a couple Bible verses is the fact that the apostle Paul, uh, the motivation for his ministry was really sharing that joy of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And second Corinthians one 24 
says, we work with you for, for your joy because it is by faith that you stand firm. And Philippians 1.25 says, I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. And so it's just awesome to hear about the ministry work that you're doing. When I hear the fact that a lot of Paul's motivation for ministry was the joy of those he was ministering to, uh, it made me think of you. So wanted mm-hmm. to encourage you with those verses this morning. So good. And then even uh, right before that, toes, Philippians 1, 3 through 5. I thank God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. God, So good. I feel that for both of you guys. It's awesome. So let's, guys. Let's, let's go into a little rapid-fire question. Toby, start us off. This is your segment, uh, and let's make it rapid-fire today. <laughs> not, okay. Not a, um, a slow-roll-fire kind of forest all right, so quick questions, yeah. quick answer. You are at the Texas State Am, right? Is that what you said? Texas State Amateur. Give me one name. Who's your pick? Mm. Travis Wolf. Let's go. Yes. Okay. It's it about is, time. It's about time. You know, it's Friday morning of the U.S. Open. Who's your pick at the U.S. Wow. Open? Wow. Gosh. After a good How first day. How do you not day. pick Scotty? Yeah. How do you not pick Scotty? Travis Wolf Would, for the Texas State Am. We got Scotty. I'm going to be pulling for, for Richard Open. Flower. Yeah. I am. Okay. Come on, Richard. There it's a great go. story. It really is. A dream foursome. Dream foursome. Gosh, we're going to let you pick don't. four guys. So how about five some? Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go. Uh, John F. Kennedy, because I think I could get out of him a lot. I think I could really needle him to where he could, you know, he could, he could get some intel. Um, that would be fun. Um, obviously Jesus, but you know, he's with us all the time. Um, gosh, current Brad Payne. He's really fun to laugh at now. <laughs> um, current Brad Payne. Gosh, guys, I, man, there's so many. Charles Barkley. This is the best foursome that has ever been assembled. What a wild I mean, it's not foursome. Even close. It's way what better. What a wild foursome. Like, generally, it's, you know, oh, I want uh, Ben Hogan. You know what? And I would actually say, call me crazy, Usain Bolt, and you don't give him a cart. <laughs> is that nuts? This is amazing. Like, maybe tell that guy speed golf. I don't know. John F. Kennedy. Jesus is there because he's always there. Um, (laughs) Charles Barkley, Usain Bolt, and who was Brad Payne? Current. Current current Brad Payne. Thank you. Not the good one. Not the really good one. (laughs) The current one. Oh, Oh, my. Wow. Current one still beats me in golf and pickleball. So, Mm. wow. That's really great. Wow. All right, if Dragon, you could hop you. on a private jet, if you could hop on a private jet to go play any golf course, uh, where would you go play? It could be anywhere you know in the world. That it's like a teleporting, yeah, teleporting private jet. Private jet. Gosh, you guys are going to become ridiculous. But I have such a, I have such a nostalgia lately to go back and play the place that I grew up at, Golf Club of Oklahoma. Mm. 
What a ridiculous thing to say. Of all the courses. Who doesn't, you know, the who old doesn't course, say Augusta Cypress, National? Augusta. I'm going to go to yeah. Oklahoma. It's probably not in great shape right now either. I bet the greens are rolling about an eight and a half. <laughs> Lake Catashan's got to be low. But, you know, give me a spinner bait. Give me a spinner bait and, a, uh, and my clubs, and I think I could I, – yeah, I'd love it. You are a, How good is you that? Are a gem. Oh, my gosh. All right, favorite meal of the day. Oh, man, breakfast. 100%. Easy. Okay. What are you going to make? Your, your yeah. perfect breakfast. Well, so my nutritional my nutritional thoughts change all the time, but currently, you know, I'm trying to lift some weights at the local Globo gym. Machines only. Try not to sweat. And uh, a massive human being named Tyson Reader has encouraged me to try and get equal amount of protein and to uh, to to my overall pounds. So my current breakfast is four eggs and eight ounces of um, ground beef. Let's go. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have right? thought? thought? Wow. Gosh, you're gonna be so swole. You're gonna be so swole. Yeah, or fat. (laughs) Well, I am so glad we've kept the rapid fire questions because you have absolutely You've set a new been MVP of the rapid fire segment. Sorry to everybody else. Dragon has set a new standard. There it is. There it is. (laughs) I'd expect nothing to Well, Dragon, thanks for uh getting on this call with us today to record the podcast. Certainly appreciate uh, you taking your, your time out of your, your busy day at the Texas state amateur cheering on Travis Wolf, Jace. Awesome work. Uh, just with all you're doing with the golf life faith podcast. Um, we can just call you the executive producer at this point Throw the executive yep. in front of it. Um, wow. grateful for all y'all do. And, uh, Look forward to seeing you guys again uh, this summer. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dragon. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Golf Life Faith podcast. Whether you're a college golfer, a coach, or you just love golf, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at collegegolffellowship.com. Also, check us out on Instagram at collegegolffellowship and on Twitter at CGF Tweet. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for the next episode next month. Cheers.